Hey everyone, welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Parks Miller. I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm yeah. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> You're scatting. That's what we're here to talk about is Scatman John. Now, yes. he is a big favorite of mine. I'm really excited about it. I've I play this song to people and uh, usually people are kind of like, yeah, it's cool, but like, why are you so obsessed with it? And I can't really describe it, but sometimes I have been known to describe him as sort of like the pinnacle of human achievement in terms of music. It's just like this <laughs> the crazy pinnacle song. of human achievement. Christ. Well, this is also like the first culture dump I feel like we've done where it's like this is one that like when people think of Scatman that like are like listen to us, they're like, oh, that's like a culture dump. Like this is one that's like so fucking obvious, you know, mm-hmm. and, and is such right. like a thing. And it's part of like that rise of like like high tempo dance music, but like mixed with novelty songs that we right. saw in the early nineties. Yeah, and and those are a lot, and those you know we kind of flipped around doing that as a culture dump itself. You know, you obviously have Aqua, Barbie Girl, and you had the Eiffel sixty five. The Blue song was you know a really big one, and you and you had the the Vanga Boys, love the Vanga Boys, yeah. the Vanga Bus, <laughs> uh, the Six Flags song. So I mean, it definitely had a an impact, and then seemed to kind of die out with the two thousands, and arguably that is you know its own culture dump. And I'm sure if we dug into some of those. Euro techno artist, there'd probably be some pretty funny stories there. Oh, for but sure. I mean, Eiffel 65 imp- will probably pop up again. At right, some point. right. But I do think that maybe the difference is those were, for the most part, like relatively young, like attractive European people. I'm sure that there was some like weird old disco guy, like, like you the know, Frank the, Farian. The Rasput- right. I'm sure that was kind of pulling the strings behind a lot of these groups, but e- they still were presenting sort of this youthful image to go along with this music. Uh, uh, yeah. Also Another Euros- throwback to three and Century. four, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But Scatman John is like part of that, but also his story, we kind of started digging into it, and it's very unique in that he's American, and he was in his 50s when he got big, and it's a and it's referring to a style scatting which is jazz i mean jazz vocalizations that jazz singing which is already like a controversial thing like i mean some people love scatting but it can very easily turn people off it's, and it's very yes. much a, a butt of a lot of jokes in, of of what jazz is well it's a big so reason it's just why a bizarre why combination yeah it well it, it's a total bizarre combination but also it's like scatting is one of the things like that makes people shy away from jazz, you know, because like there's right. so many different jazz styles and, you know, legends of jazz and all this stuff and, and so much to to talk about it when it just comes to that genre of music. But yeah, scatting specifically is like, yeah, and I don't like that shit they do with their mouths. Right. Like, exactly. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. really kind of yeah. for the serious heads. So it's it's strange at all that it would appear on a techno 90s song and become a huge hit um and basically i I just wanted to say before we get into that i think the story makes this song so much more interesting i didn't know a lot of this stuff about it uh, until i started reading about it and i just i'll go ahead and say at the top of the episode that scatman john might be sort of one of the great 
outsider idols, like an outside art idol, even though he didn't maybe truly conform to that because he had this mainstream moment. But as you'll hear into his life, I mean, he was kind of really on the fringes and he was pursuing trying to be a musician for his whole life and struggling with it and then found fame in this truly bizarre way. So I think that he kind of does deserve some sort of credit as being like this weird like an avant-garde like idol yeah yeah no totally (laughs) i mean there because you know and and we'll get into it because again you know and and if you don't know the scat man john song like the the main one uh just right off the top we should probably i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put a little bit in the intro okay just so just so we know just so we know like yeah okay (laughs) but you should everyone most people know this song i mean i think when i was getting excited about the episode i was texting a couple people and I guess I was picking who I texted. Most people knew about it. Um, a couple people I, for at my work, I spammed like a work group chat with it. And everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Stop sending this song over and over. Like, hey, I got a new song and it's just Scatman again. It's just this, uh, but yeah. Most, most people seem to know it. Um, and it's kind of had like a sort of a meme life a bit. Uh, it just seems like a very, me- it seems like a joke. Um, but anyway, and there's a lot of funny stuff to go in here, but let's let's get into it. So, Scatman John, he was born John Larkin on March 13th, 1942 in El Monte, California. And uh, he died December 3rd, 99. We like 1999. It's a good a year. Not, big, not because Scatman died. <laughs> we don't like it of because Scatman died. Of course not. Man no, that died. was sad. Now, do you, do you know El Monte? Does that, I mean, is there anything about that that rings a bell or is worth mentioning? Uh, you know, uh, like uh, most uh, places in California, you know, the beautiful Golden State, there's something worth mentioning. But uh, I just not. Uh, no, not not off the top. Nothing. No. I'm not yeah. like Hill Hauser over here. I'm like, well, in El Monte, <laughs> California. <Right. laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so he he as a child, he had a very uh, severe stutter. Um, and, and this is like, I mean, essentially like a medically like diagnosed stuff. This isn't like when, if you trip up on a word every once in a while, it yeah. has like a, a, a pretty distinct, uh, sound to it. And I'm, I'm actually going to play like a little clip cause we found this little documentary of him. I'm just going to play a short clip of the stutter just in case. I mean, you know, you don't know. Necessarily yeah. We're not making fun of it. It's, it's just no, no, for the just, reference. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to, this is setting the stage for Scatman. So let's hear just a short clip of that real quick. I was afraid because I stuttered a lot worse than I currently I currently do. Although that's hard to believe. I don't. So you can hear it there. It's like it, it is something that is way more noticeable than just tripping up on words a little bit. It's an um, actual condition. As, it's like a, it's a yeah, real exactly. severe thing. It, it's right. It's really really kind of traumatic, and it's it's painful to watch people that have uh, that like severe of a, of a stutter and, and worse because you can see the frustration. Like the words are there yes. in their mind mm-hmm. and they physically can't get them out again. Yeah. It's not like, like, you know, just like diarrhea of the mouth. It's, it's a right, serious, right. like neurological like mess up. You know what I mean? That that's happening. Right. That's holding it. And back. I mean, uh, what, what was that? <laughs> there was some m- big movie when I was a kid where like they make fun of stuttering in school. I can't remember what the movie is. Uh, Billy Madison. Oh, oh, which I think, oh t- 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 today, Junior. And I think yeah, that, that probably solidified like this. this is easy, easy target uh, in 
the school in elementary school when you're like not you just like don't give a fuck and you're just mean and you don't you know know right. any better and bullying is rampant so he got bullied a lot a lot of people made fun of him as a kid um he even tells this story in which he was in a room and some of his quote unquote friends just more like classmates they like went into a closet and I guess like they were just in the closet and they were loudly imitating him, which just seems very cruel and unusual to they knew that he could hear him. But then they were kind of pretending to be in a different yeah, room. Like we're, We were being, kind enough to step outside for this, but we're still right. completely tearing you to pieces. Um, he, I think he ended up fighting them or beating them up or something. Yeah, he um, said he, he hid. He's like, like in he, some bushes. He like waited for days and he got them. <laughs> what a, One thing about Scatman, he's a cold, calculated son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got some street smarts to him. Uh, but that, I guess, you know, that one confrontation or whatever, you know, meeting his bully, that wasn't enough. Uh, the Just the entire thing for him was just very traumatic. It sounded like he had a pretty terrible childhood. So he started drinking at the age of 14 and by his own account was destroyed by the time he was 18. Um, so that's just, you know, that's like kind of your classic, just going way God. too hard, way too fast kind of story. Yeah, you gotta be like going really hard to be in like your physical prime and feel like you drank yourself rotten, you know? Right, and and I know that that happens. I mean, there are people that they quit drinking by the time they're of the legal age, because they just <laughs> go to, Wow, though he didn't quit, uh, he kept drinking for a long time, and uh, we found on YouTube this six minute and 36 second documentary about him, which we have to say that's just like a culture dump, right? Like, that's the culture dump style, like, yeah, yeah. If, if, if it's longer give me a than documentary that. about something that less than 10 minutes, I love that, that's great, yeah. Well, we'll see how long we go on Scatman. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like with uh, when we were doing Woodstock 99, like, uh, the you know, we, we I just appeared on the Loose Meat podcast be sure you check those guys out and they said that uh you know you guys talked about woodstock 99 longer than woodstock 99 lasted <laughs> so we're definitely going to beat out the, the six minute documentary on Scatman, right but not his not the 53 years of the wonderful life of john larkin certainly not absolutely there's not. a long way to get there so he's so he's drinking you know he's in monte california so he's he's near la he moves to la and then i in in what maybe could be just making your life harder he decides he wants to become a jazz <laughs> pianist a jazz scat a jazz vocalist um in the 60s and 70s and he spent i mean he actually was successful as a professional like jazz pianist i guess like session or like playing with bands so in la in the 70s and 80s but he was doing like a lot of drugs drinking a ton still and said that he almost destroyed his life uh, with that. And I just, at that moment, I'm just thinking like a late seventies, like down and out drunk LA oh, jazz yeah. musician with a stutter. I mean, that sounds like a Tom Waits character. Yeah. You know? it, oh, oh my God. A hundred percent. Maybe Scott. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Totally. But also, you know, for you folks that, uh, have been to Los Angeles or live in Los Angeles, just for reference on like the kind of life that Scatman was living in the 70s and 80s in LA as this rough jazz musician trying to make his way on the keys and with his scatting and and also uh, lyrics as well with this like hardcore drug and alcohol problem the bar that he would go to is the frolic room like i don't know that for sure but it's pretty safe to assume and if you've been to the frolic room you know exactly the kind of person <laughs> scatman john was at this time 
Yeah, like just like so so down and out that you're you're like I mean someone should write a story about that guy, you know? Well, that we are kind of yeah <laughs> as the character and um and actually I have a little sample he made he did release an album as John Larkin, and it has some of this like hardcore scatting in it, and uh, let's just hear a little clip of that. <laughs> asked what's the meaning of jazz and I said we're the misfits and all I can tell you is while you're still sleeping the saints are still weeping cause things you call dead haven't yet had the chance to be born so I mean that I mean that to me it sounds like Captain Beefheart or Frank Zappa like it's it's fusion musicians that are going crazy like fusion like very technically skilled but it's I mean, it's like not easy listening. So also, it's, the it, lyrics it's kind of scre- screaming. Yeah, it's it's intense. His, his lyrics are really like. I mean, yes, that's something from like a hard drinking, hard drugging, you know, seventies, eighties jazz musician like living in Hollywood for sure. But also, the lyrics are kind of reminiscent of like um, the Lou Reed Metallica, you know, collab Lulu, yeah. where it's just we like might have to do Lulu. This, like, oh yeah, Lulu's for sure going to be a thing. But like this free flowing thing. But I, at one point he says, you know, I am a vegetable. I'm kissing gravestones, and it's just yeah. like whoa. Like I mean, this yeah, stuff I is mean, coming out of Scat Man. I mean, someone in the comments was like, "This sounds like Slayer." <laughs> and I actually, I actually says tried, someone I who tried never to, heard Slayer. <laughs> I tried to find. Uh, I just tried to find a vinyl copy of that album, and I think there's just because of scarcity, there's like one on Discogs for like a thousand dollars. Well, sign um, up to our Patreon, is, folks. Help us get that yeah, uh, early Scatman. That's man. some like extreme, like oh, you know the Scatman. Like this is like before he was the Scatman. Like you were saying <laughs> before, like I, I bet that there's some bizarre cross section of just the like most hardcore pretentious jazz fan. Who's like truly into like I liked him like his earlier stuff like I liked the John Larkin phase yeah or like if you want to like fool one of your friends that annoys you with their like you know intense musical taste put on that early Scatman stuff or just like the John Larkin stuff and then when they're like who is this be like oh well here I'll put on another track and then just put on yeah. the one that he's known for right and yeah, just like watch him, them like crumble inside tell him he was in the residence or something and <laughs> you can you can that's a culture dump. Uh, fool me um so another great thing about this so is is that so he's playing he's playing jazz he's he's playing piano and drinking because those two things kind of helped him hide from his stutter essentially but then he was on a cruise ship jazz penis on a cruise ship which again so great and i was was also like is a cruise ship a culture dump now that we'll never have them ever again who knows (laughs) it's Um, definitely squirt worthy it's something but basically he was on a cruise ship i'm sure there was a lot of wasted patrons of the ship and he starts scatting at the piano like he's on stage he's probably just playing his little numbers and then he's got a mic he starts scatting and the crowd loved it so like he got inspiration (laughs) from his cruise ship gig in the 80s like i should scat more yeah i mean and also it's like it, it is really impressive though because 
while scatting can seem like to the untrained ear can sound just like stuttering or, or something like that. His stutter yeah. in no way aided him in being able to scat well. Like because right, if right. he because he's thinking of, of these sounds as he's doing them, like playing along with the music, jamming, you know, essentially. Yeah. So his stutter could have easily fucked with that because it's not like yeah. he was just lost in like a fucking like trapped in a stutter that just happened to go along with the yeah. music. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. intentional. So he was able to there's do it no past connection. that. There's no connection. Right. Yeah, there's no connection there. And and then a lot of times with, in, and you'll hear it's like he can't, when he sings, he's not stuttering at all. So, I mean, the scatting is still some, it is a vocal technique he had to learn and it, it wasn't aided by the, the stuttering whatsoever. Right. However, We'll find out how the two uh, play together. So in the 90s, he decided early 90s to move to Berlin because he found that there was still more of like a appreciative, like sort of jazz audience there. So and I mean, this is again like this is like this is where the outsider bit of like 25 plus years of just like trying to make it and like That's I mean, a he's, rough like, has life. some success, some success, but it's like not nothing's doing for him. It is a Tom so Waits meets, song. You're right. Yeah. So he meets this producer named Manfred Zauringer, which is a great name. Um, and this guy basically like heard his scatting and then like recorded some of it and then like just really crudely put it on like a Euro pop techno bouncy, bubbly, super modern at the time, 90s beat. And then he started like showing it around to different labels like, hey, who wants like who wants to who wants this? You know, who wants this? <laughs> And uh, a label like decided to take a risk, and they apparently produced the song "Scatman." Ski bop 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 dop bop is the full title. Yeah, also uh, in under six hours. Yeah, yeah, but it's just great writing it out. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and and maybe they had to do that because if it was the song was just called "Scatman," that <laughs> might be referring to scatology and poop. Yeah, and you know you needed the like you needed the scat onomatopoeic sounds to know that this isn't just a song about a guy who loves his poop. I'm a scat man, like to eat a lot of fucking poop. Yeah. But he do, he does talk about scat a lot. Um, so <laughs> well, basically he's the scat man. So he's at this weird moment where now he suddenly has this record deal about being a scat man and he wrote these lyrics and the lyrics this is the thing I didn't know, but the lyrics are about stuttering and about how it's affected his life and how if he can, if the scat man can do it, then so can you. And so it's this like weird thing where even though the stuttering didn't actually have anything to do physically in the mechanics of how he scatted or stuttered, he kind of conflated the two because the scatting does have this very stuttery kind of sound. So it was kind of using it as like, this is the thing that's kind of haunted me my whole life. And now I'm going to like, Let's take turn it, it into a positive. Yeah. And, and, be, and, and yeah. And like and a sing along to it is like, you know, yeah, I guess you could say that, yes, while scatting is its own thing, like these are kind of the first like stutter friendly lyrics, like, you know, right. ever, you know, because A, the lyrics right. themselves where he's not scatting are about, you know, his struggles, as you said. But then one could cons like misconstrue the scatting as being a stutter. So like to sing along right. with it, it's almost like in solidarity of stutter. Right. Because I know that, you know, there's like a Benny in the Jets. Like sometimes artists have used it completely as just an effect. And I think even uh, The Who way back in the like the my generation, he kind of did a stutter <laughs> because the whole yeah. idea was that like everyone was on speed 
And if you take like too much amphetamine, you're kind of literally tripping over your words, but you're not born with that. You've chemically created that for yourself. So again, <laughs> it's not, this is like, those songs aren't like pro stutter. These, these aren't like stutter anthems. Right. This Anyways, is. This is a stutter anthem. So, and the song's super catchy. So November 30th of 94, the single was released. Scatman, ski, bop, bop, ba, dop, bop. <laughs> it's so much harder to say it than it is to <laughs> sing it. Today, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was released in 94. It sold over 6 million copies. And it was just banging all over Europe. Just and this, you hear it, and you're like, "This is some fucking." Well, and he European was also shit. he was on all of those like music like performance shows, you know, like like Top right. of the Pops and like mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. And there, you know, every country in Europe had their own version of that, and he's on all of them. And when you watch it, it's like you know, babe, like '90s babes and like fucking bike shorts with like dudes wearing like the latest fashion, like dancing. And meanwhile, Scatman's up there, and he. He like kept the jazz persona, so whenever yeah. he would perform, he would wear like a pinstripe suit usually, or or a suit of some sort, big old honking mustache like a Groucho, and then like a pork pie hat. And so he was really like, he looked like a jazz guy, and he's yeah. up there. But an interesting thing is some of these performances, you can really tell it's act, it's really him doing it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like a backing yeah. track, and it's fucking impressive. It's really impressive. It's so fun. It's funny, but it's also like it's just enjoyable. But yeah, it's I mean, that so that single came out late 94 uh, blew up through all through 95. So about at the age of 53 in 95, he was, you know, a worldwide international superstar. And that's just like something you just don't see very much. I mean, nine times out of 10, a big star is going to be super young. And then it's like they Absolutely. burn out. Yeah, but it's like, like Susan Boyle. This is the you know, opposite. It's, it's, it's yeah. the Susan Boyle effect. It is. Yes, yes. Which is like, um, I mean, which could be a, a culture dump. <laughs> yeah, I know because you you love Susan, and I've started to come around and understand like what kind, what a unique phenomenon that is. Um, and yeah, this is totally that. This is like against all odds, fifty three year old dude just starts making like music for kids and, yeah. <laughs> and blowing up with it. It's crazy. Um, he was on a Coke can apparently in the nineties. For what? So, so like just his face, because I mean, because that's the thing is like him. <laughs> Him just doing the like super kind of stereotypical jazz thing in his appearance ended up just being this weirdly iconic thing. Like, whereas if you were to put him with a bunch of jazz musicians, he wouldn't look special at all. But when you put him in front of, yeah, like glammed up, sexy, like 90s Euro people, all of a sudden he like looks very unique. Yeah, it's the avant-garde factor. Like, (laughs) like only... Like, is he such an art icon, an experimental icon, uh, because of the stuff he did later in life? The like that right. that John Larkin early stuff wouldn't seem so crazy if we didn't have the Scatman John era. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just a, just a truly biz- yeah, like it is sort of, I guess in a way unintentionally avant garde, or they just once they had the hit, they just ran with it because it just it doesn't make sense and it shouldn't work, but it does really work. Um, but yeah, the song was huge. Um, I saw that it was in the scene of a comedy called Nothing to Lose starring Tim Robbins. <laughs> and I watched the scene and the scene is that for some reason, Tim Robbins, a tarantula crawls in his pants. So he's like dancing oh to try and get God. the... So he's doing these sort of like ska, like skanking dancing. And then the song plays. It's also uh, in, um, in the film Basketball. 
when oh. when when the two uh, best friend you know big stars uh, get get rich, there's like a montage of them like signing autographs and like partying and shit, and like that's the song. Like it's, like it's a great, it's perfect montage song. Good for comedy, romance, action. Well, and like the beat, making like, a lot of money. Let's talk about the backing track. Like like first, it slams. Yeah, and there was so much of that going on. Like I think of. Uh, uh, good vibrations or not a good vibration. Is it good? Vib- uh, the, the Mark, the, song? I no, mean, the that- Marky Mark song. What, what's it? Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like that. It's like just super fast. Like, I mean, we're talking like 140, 150 BPM at, 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 at some fast. point it's, which also, you know, is a, is a testament to how talented uh Scatman was, but you know, it's, that was such a thing. Like the music had to be so much more intense. It's like, we talked about like with, with disco, how it kind of gave way to like the, new wave and kind of like synth driven, like, you know, freestyle stuff of the eighties. It's like by the nineties, it's like even more like hyper pushed. So it's like now right. instead of like, it, it's just about being as fast as possible. It's just like right. this monster that dance music has become. And we won't see it slow down until like the early two thousands. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a monster hit for sure. Um, yeah. So, and then that album, the whole album sounds like it's called scat man's world. And, it's essentially like a concept album, very loose about being this like stuttering scat guy. And I wonder where he like got that idea. Creative. You know, it's weird that yeah. that he would like, that he would think to write record an album about being a a stuttering guy that scats. I just don't know where yeah. the, how that inspiration hit him. I don't know. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And uh, but yeah, so in July of '95, the Scatman's World was released and that sold really well. Um, He's kind of one of those, not really a one hit wonder, but as time goes on is a one hit wonder, but he did have a couple other big hits uh, from that album, but there's sort of things that you don't really remember anymore, but he he sort of technically sort of was like a three hit wonder, but I will say that every song of his, essentially sounds like a not as good version of Scatman. Right. Well, so. Scatman's World, I believe the song is called, is kind of like his ballad. And in a way, it's like, while, while the, the first hit was like the anthem, Scatman's World is, is more of like his lasting message to, mm-hmm. to, to the world and society as a whole. And uh, we should play a little clip of that because this one's like, Super inspirational, like super, like let's come together. But it's still Scatman, you know. But yeah, also yeah, when, totally. when when someone Scatman's age does a song like that, it, even though it's fucking Scatman, you know, and this is culture dumps, like it's still <laughs> like I take it a little more seriously than when like someone in their twenties releases a song about the world needing to come together. It's like no Scatman yeah. fucking he's, lived he's all around the so world. Sure. Yeah, he, he's yeah. been all around the world. He's been in the fucking depths of the bottom of a fucking bottle. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's been in the bottom of a baggie. I mean, this guy's been around. He's lived from the bottom know? of a bottle to the top of the world. Yes, goddamn <laughs> right. And so it's it, there is some kind of like sentiment here with, with with this song that that I enjoy. Scat man, fat man, black and white and brown man. Tell me about the color of your soul. 
So in the music video though, uh, he you know when he's talking about like fat man, white man, black man, this man, like the the the, <laughs> the video shows yeah. like someone that is every one of those things that he's saying. And when it says fat man, it's not like someone that they hired for the music video. It's like they filmed a fat guy walking into a restaurant and like just <laughs> use that because it's like so quick. It's like fat man, and then like everyone else is actors for the music video. But like that that was his kind of deep cut. It's a deep scat yeah. man cut for you. <laughs> Oh man. So so yeah, he was he he was super big and one really cool interesting weird thing about it is because the song the verses or at least the Scatman song deal with stuttering, he kind of became this like a stuttering hero in a way. Um there's a National Stuttering Hall of Fame, which I learned, and he is a member of it. And so I guess these are just essentially because again, stuttering is this thing that it would just be really really fucking difficult to grow up especially in your formative years as a kid where like if all your other kids at your school they just don't understand like you can't fucking help right because no, yeah, kids are and fucking so, terrible yeah and so there's just probably got to be this pretty rough thing so there's all these stuttering sort of support groups and institutions of just and so he's kind of like this great example of someone who literally is addressing the thing at hand you know and t- making you know lemonade out of uh, out of a city situation. Yeah, so, no, definitely. So I mean, I've, he's yeah. considered to be like. I mean, from what my understanding of the stuttering Hall of Fame is, it's like he's like the fucking Beatles of that shit. Yeah, yeah, the Beatles of scatting. Yes. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's cool. I mean, I, there was like interviews of him, and so I mean, it's you know, it's the sort of the same story again, but it, it it just is cool, and it's just like such a weird little aside that he's recognized by the, the stuttering hall of fame. So anyway, now this is I think that this story is still great. Cause so now you got this guy, he's 53 years old. He's top of the world, got this bizarre novelty song. So then what happens? What next? Like, I mean how it is, even though I love the song, it is such a novelty song. I've already played you yeah. another clip and, and the take it from us. The album is a lot of the same. There's not necessarily like a ton of room for growth here. Um, so he released another album and it didn't quite do as well worldwide, but then as the classic saying goes, it was big in Japan. (laughs) And for some reason, his second album, like just hit really hard in Japan. And that's great because the two titles of songs I found, one is called pre pre scat. And then there's another song called su 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 super kidei. And that song, I I have a theory about it because I know that the word kidei in Japanese is pretty. And I was thinking maybe su 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 super is sort of like his scatman's take on stuttering super. And he's like saying like su, su super pretty. But then you're also got that weird thing where with Japanese just like will willingly embrace English, even though they don't necessarily know what the fuck it means. And so right. like... There's like a lot of J-pop songs that just have English and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Or like if you go to like like the store Daiso, like you get like a pencil bag that says like sunshine or like, just like weird, like, like but that's kind of like Americans getting fucking, you know, like Asian, you know, uh, symbols tattooed on them. And it says like dick instead of like clouds or whatever they wanted it to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the tattoo seems like way more serious. Whereas I like. Japanese using the the English language that way, they know it's just, it's fun. It's just like fun and catchy, and so that. But it's just like a cool combination of like maybe the stuttering and mixing of Japanese and English. Anyway, it was really big. 
the other clip I want to play, though, is that so then there was this popular Japanese show uh, for kids called Ultraman, which kind of pronounced like Ultraman, which you might want to know for the clip. And so essentially that's sort of like a he's kind of like a one man Power Ranger, I guess. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, shitty quality, but you might like recognize, you know, one of the like an image of Ultraman. Um, But anyway, so that show was big. And Scatman's super big in Japan, so they decide to combine the two, I guess just because they both end in man. <laughs> hey, um, you're both men. But they they make a song called uh, Scat Ultraman. Oh. And it's Ultraman <laughs> with his fedora, with Scat, it's Ultraman, so it's like a robot-looking Power Ranger suit wearing, like, the pork pie fedora, and then has... <laughs> The giant, like this humongous mustache. <laughs> like a robot and in then, disguise. And then they redo the scatting with a Japanese guy singing it. So we have to hear a clip of this. All right. So it's just, that's a rabbit hole. That's a wormhole. It's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, we not, no one... I don't think anyone asked for that, but maybe they did in Japan. I don't know. But also that's like the beauty of, of Japan is just like the things that they decide to like turn into icons from America yeah, is just right. so interesting. And also it's like, good, good for them. Scatman yeah. deserves every bit of happiness and success that he ended up earning. Although, you exactly. know, I can't say, you know, what, what he did during the seventies and eighties during the dark time, maybe he was a total asshole. Who knows? But yeah, what I can say is from the six and a half minute documentary we watched that made us experts <laughs> on Scatman, uh, I think he deserves to have his own Japanese uh, robot show. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it just makes, so if you look it up, Scat Ultraman, which is like, because either way, like, I guess, again, they had to decide that over Ultra Scat Man, which again, just seems to <laughs> a little too much. That's too much. Like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the Japanese, they're like, that's, that's like, a little no, rough. Yeah. <laughs> but Scat Ultraman, just barely, that's just barely words. That's just three, like, little combinations yeah, of you letters. Do, like, put you together. know, like a uh, paper dog air like any anything you could think of yeah (laughs) it's so weird so anyway so here it is and now here's the end of his story which i think is kind of fitting in a weird way even though it is tragic but in 98 he was diagnosed with lung cancer it was an aggressive form he probably was smoking a lot in those smoky jazz bars smoking and drinking all and who knows what it is exactly but he had lung cancer and december 3rd 99 uh, he passed away surrounded by his wife mother and his brother so now, That's while it sad. is sad that he, it is, here's the thing. It's sad that he died of lung cancer. That's never fun. That's always awful. But he had a sh- like shitty life and then he got world famous and then he just like, di- he went out yeah, on the top. Yeah, he just like left. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we, I don't know. Call- In some ways it's admirable. I mean, not that it was his choice, but it's like, holy shit. Like, what? What the fuck? Yeah. And now I mean, you're gone. Sometimes when, when people die, like when they're in kind of like their peak as far as like their goals or career or whatever i feel like it's just them leaving it's like a it's like you know what like there's nothing they're almost in in a way i mean of course cancer is 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 awful but in a way it's like he's kind of lucky because he didn't have to see himself lose that you know if he lived to be like 80 i can guarantee you by the time he's like 65 70 that money's gone you know he would have been in like a, a a geico commercial 
or whatever. Oh, I would have fucking is, loved that. Yeah, you know what? No, not I spoke too soon. Bad. He was stolen from us. Uh, <laughs> he should have been no, here right. longer. But in the same way that people idolize like Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, Scatman John, kinda, <laughs> Scatman John, same breath. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> like what? What could he have done? You'll never know. Right. His, yes. his star was just beginning to shine. <laughs> <laughs> hey well you uh, know so you can't tell, sometimes the light idol. outlives the star exactly um yeah and then there was this other great uh, posthumous collab i think it came out very recently but between lou bega of mambo number no. five fame uh and a kind of did like a biggie or a tupac when you hear tupac or like pop smoke and they're, they're on a you're like how's juice world still on songs it's kind of <laughs> like that they took his vocals uh and they just it's just the same scat man vocals, but then Lou Bega singing in between and they just renamed the song scat man and, and hat man. man. I'm the scat man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the hat man. And the thing is I watched the video. So Lou Bega, I mean, scat man is scat man. So Lou Bega is wearing a hat. But the weird thing is, is that scat man John also wore a hat. Well, they should so have just combined the words wearing... and been Shatman. Shatman. And, and then that, that's Shatman. what it's called. I'm a Shatman. Yeah. <laughs> but then that leads me even to this weirder spot where like, Lou, does Lou Bega go around calling himself Hatman? <laughs> well, I <laughs> like, think. He's like, that's the mumbo number five guy. He's like, no, I'm Hatman. No, 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 dude. No, I'm Hatman now. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like Puff Daddy with like P. Diddy. Yeah. like, no, no, no. That's old Lou Bega. I'm Hatman yeah, now. It's, like, it's Hat like the Ziggy Stardust. Like, now I'm Aladdin <laughs> Zane. Like, now I'm Hatman. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, it's kind of like Scatman punking him from the grave because it's like, yeah, I'm Scatman and all you have to say about yourself is that you wear a hat. <laughs> You're so you can be right. hat man. I'm going to stay scat man. Yeah, I guess maybe, you know, I haven't really dug into Lou Bega's life, but kind of judging by his style, he, he also kind of sort of had a very jazzy sort of, he was like the mambo, you know, mambo number five. Yeah, it's like so a he Cuban kind of was thing. taking an old style and then blending it with like really new music at the time and creating a novelty hit so maybe he saw you know a bit of himself in well, the scat we, we man will, like we're both i feel like Lou, you know. he's gonna come back we're, we're, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna be seeing him again lou bega on on culture dumps we'll uh, be seeing you lou hat yeah. man hat man i'll um, get you hat man yeah but uh, yeah it's just i don't know it's just kind of a great thing and i i have a cup two quotes of of scat man john that i i like um so here's one it's the fact that I've been a stutterer since I've been speaking has compelled me to find another way to speak another language. My greatest problem in my childhood is now my greatest asset. I'm trying to tell the kids today that creation gave us all problems for a purpose and that your biggest problems contain a source of strength to not only step over those problems, but all our other problems as well. Fucking inspirational, so like, man. Scatman is cool. He's a cool the, guy. I bet he was a sad, sad drunk. But I he, bet. I bet like seventy nine, like right before oh. he got the cruise ship gig. That was seventy nine, eighty one. That was probably a rough. That's like pee your pants drunk. When like, he, yeah, whatever tortured soul was making that Slayer esque fusion scat in the eighties. Um, but then his other great quote. I think this is in a song, and I can't remember which one. But it's just he says, "I want to be a human being." and not a human doing <laughs> so just like let that sink in guys that's like, like 
probably on his tombstone. Or his tombstone is like fucking like four feet tall because it just is like, <laughs> like, like from top to bottom, like all the way down. And then just like Scatman John, like, a, yeah. like credited with the quote. But like, I'm really surprised I, I, uh, I, I didn't. Uh, do more scatting this episode. I was worried uh, that that's all I was going to do. I've been, I've been able to help myself except for well, you, uh, towards the but end. But you here. can't do it. And I mean, yeah, I can't do it. That's the right. master, the legend. You, you only embarrass yourself. I mean, he is a great <laughs> scatter. The Can, technique of his scat is impeccable. It is impre- like, for instance, um, and we should play this really quick just to really drive it home. The very start. Of his major hit, Scatman, is like super crazy scatting. It sounds like a car yeah. starting up. And I feel like that, <laughs> yeah. like, like in a cartoon. So let's hear that really quick. So again, I had to just drive it home. That is, again, like, he makes that sound with his mouth. I mean, he's fucking crazy. It's Scatman John. He's a legend. I'm a Scatman. <laughs> yeah, he's great. So, I mean, hopefully. That's all I got. I mean, again, it's kind of it's sort of halfway between a a big dump and a squirt. But I definitely wanted to give it like the dump treatment. But and you know, there's you know part a large part of his life is shrouded in mystery, and we don't know about too much about him. But yeah, well, I, it's like I, I learned a lot researching. You it's know. it's just like jazz music. It's, it's the like notes jazz. that aren't played. Yes, that ma- the, that yeah, make you enjoy. Not told. You know, it's like we yeah. all know that Scatman got huge, but. God damn, like he must have really gone through some shit during his dark time to deserve the heights that he reached later right. in life. And we're glad he did. And I guess and, that's and I mean, the Jamie Foxx or, or Rami Malek, they're not going to be playing. There's not going to be the, the biopic of Scatman. So it's kind of like you get to... <laughs> Jamie Foxx playing to, Scatman. <laughs> I said Ray, I'm just saying, I'm just mentioning like a big... <laughs> I got you. An actor that did it before. Well, I yeah, because they don't have the chops. It'd have to be like Daniel Day-Lewis or, or maybe even like a Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis comes out of retirement to... Dude, one of them is like super dark. ...immerse himself into Scatman. Like Joaquin Phoenix is actually portraying Scatman John Larkin in a new biopic that focuses on the gritty before <laughs> fame era of the 1970s and 80s. That's like in the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> oh, God. But see, we can't have it because I, I, I just watched the Joaquin movie. And uh, he's not a stutterer, but he's a mumbler. He's a big mumbler. Yeah. So I don't know if he's right for the part. Well, and who I just would, watched who the movie the original and he song? just mumbled the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the, it's mumble mumble film instead mumble of mumble man. rap. Yeah. But, you know, it's like also if they did make a biopic of Scatman, John, there would have to be an original song made. And I'm just like wondering who would do it. Lady Gaga makes the the scat ballad, or like that rapper like Twista, who was like the fastest rapper ever, oh, <laughs> or like Tech yeah. Nine, like someone that's just like, <laughs> like yeah, that's who would do it. Yeah, it had to be someone like yeah, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah, maybe if they took it where it's like they took his story, but then they just like embellished the shit out of it, and like <laughs> he got in like a car chase or something. He has guns and fucking yeah, glam. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. folks, this has been another episode of Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten, been headed up today with uh, by Parks Miller. 
And if you want some exclusive episodes of Culture Dumps and our other show, Podcast 99, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash culture dumps. Helps us out a lot, and there is dozens and dozens of episodes on there. Uh, We post links to a lot of our research materials, also just like links to documentaries we like or videos we think you guys would be interested in seeing and stuff so it's a fun ride check it out also follow us on instagram at culture dumps and if you have a suggestion for a culture dump or just a question or want to say hi or anything be sure to email us at culture at gmail.com